You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode where we're going to go over some important information and then go over some Q&A where people are emailing in questions, and I'm here to answer them, and I am very much caught up. So if you email in today, that means that your question might be answered in just a week or so. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com, where you can then get your question, like I said, answered here on the podcast. You can put in the subject line, podcast question, so then I'll be able to know that I can answer it here on the podcast. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. I want to dive into some material right away. Let's talk about the idea of approaching women. Let's talk about approach anxiety. This is a common issue that 99.9% of my clients that I work with struggle with. And so I know that it's a big problem because I hear their worries. I hear your worries from the emails that you send in. I hear you. And I want to make something clear about approaching women. Let's talk about this. I've done a lot of episodes on approaching anxiety, but there's something that I've, I've mentioned here on the podcast a few times, but you know what they say? They say when you hear something over and over and over again, you finally end up learning it. So here's what it is, okay? I want you to look at approaches in a different way. So let's switch your mindset. Let's give you a whole new map to work off of, okay? New map. Right now, we're going to get rid of your old map, your old mindset of how you think things are work. We're going to completely twist it around, a whole 180. So here's the new mindset. You believe, okay, well, here's the old mindset. You used to believe that the whole point of approaching women was to dodge rejection or get their number or try to sleep with them or try to, I don't know, get at least a a date or two or get a kiss or whatever, right? So your thinking is far down the path. You're thinking of the result of what might happen when you do the approach, right? What I want to tell you today is the new mindset is the whole point of doing approaches is actually to practice conversation. The whole point of doing approaches is to practice conversation. Let me really help you understand this for a second, okay? Because this is going to help you out tremendously. You're going to love this. I know I would love this if I was just learning this stuff, okay? The whole point of doing approaches has nothing to do with how she views you, what she thinks of you, or how the interaction ends up. The reason why we approach women is to practice getting better at approaching women, specifically to practice your conversation skills or, and or to practice your flirting skills. That's why we do approaches. A lot of guys get too scared to do approaches because they think that when they go over and approach the girl, it's got to be this big thing. It's got to be this big thing. What I mean is like they think that they got to implement everything they learned here on the podcast or things they've learned on my YouTube videos. They think they they got to take all the techniques at once, smash them together, memorize all of them, and then execute on all of it. By the way, how do I know this? 
not only because I've heard it from guys, but because I used to think the same thing. And this is why I never approached women is because I was too overwhelmed. It wasn't even just that I was scared. That was a big part of it. But I was so overwhelmed that you add being overwhelmed on top of your fear and anxiety, and you're just not going to do anything about it. Because you're never going to get rid of the anxiety right away, at least over time you will. But in the beginning, the anxiety is just going to be there, and you have to deal with it, and there's no way about it. But what you can fix, what you can control, is how overwhelmed you feel. So if I told you to go over there and just say hi to a girl, you might be able to do that a lot easier than, hey, go over and talk to that girl for five minutes. You'd be like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, what do I say? How do I continue? When do I end it? What do I do? Right? So your mind is racing, and it's layered on your anxiety, and what happens? You don't approach. So the new mindset is, okay, we're just going over there to practice the conversation, almost as if you're in this experimental mindset, right? So it's like, okay, we're experimenting, we're playing with things, we're seeing what happens, we're seeing what happens when I go over and talk to this woman, when I use this opener, when I bring up this piece of conversation, instead of thinking, I got to do all of it once, I got to do all of it at once. What happens when we break it down step by step and we just go over and we, and I hate to say it in this way, I, uh, that's going to sound terrible, but I'll say it, we're using these women. But don't worry because that's a negative connotation. When you use someone, they get the raw end of the deal. The woman's not going to get the raw end of the deal. Why? Because she's meeting you. So yeah, maybe you're using them for conversation, but also you're giving them an opportunity to meet you. And let's be honest, they can leave at any time after you do an approach. So you're not hurting anybody. But yes, we are using women to practice conversation. Boo-hoo, big deal if you think that that's uh, you know, so bad. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, but that's the only way I can really say it. Uh, that's what we're doing. Let's be honest. We are practicing conversation and we have an unlimited amount of targets, so to speak, like target practice. We have an unlimited amount of opportunities to do this. So stop making yourself feel so overwhelmed and kill that feeling of I have to do everything at once and everything has to happen right now in this moment. I got to do the opener, the closer, the middle piece, the flirt, the five topics of conversation that Tripp said. I got I to gotta do this. I got to do an escalation touch. I got to do a compliment. Oh, wait, I shouldn't do any compliments. It's overwhelming. Slow down. Remember, the approaches are to practice conversation and you can practice as much as you want with any part of the conversation. Hey, you want to just do opening lines? You want to go up to 10 women and just practice an opening line and then walk away? Go do it. No one's stopping you. Why not? Why not practice that? Oh, wait, that starts to get easy for you? Great. We go to the next part. Let's see if we can talk to her for 30 seconds. We have so many opportunities to practice conversation and practice the varying parts of an approach of a conversation, of a pickup, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. But this whole approach that you are doing right now and every approach that you will do from here on out is one more rep. Rep. Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about this in his autobiography and he talks about reps and sets and everything that he ever succeeded in, everything that he tried to accomplish was broken down into reps and sets, which just means reps, repetition, repeating, 
and and repeating and repeating and repeating over and over some of the same things to get better at it because you're human and that's how humans get better at things. That's how anyone would get better at anything, repetition. And so we do a lot of reps and approaches to practice conversation, to get better at conversation, not necessarily to get her number, not necessarily to make out with her, not necessarily to get her on a date or to see her ever again. And if that happens, hey, bonus, yay, awesome, sounds good. But this is what we do, and this is the new mindset. I hope that helps a new map for you. If you feel you're struggling with approach anxiety, meeting women in person, you want to learn how to be able to approach a woman when you see her and attract her, or of course, if you even want to learn how to meet women online, I do specialize in both, and that is something that we could do, we can work on together. All you got to do is go to coachedbytrip.com, link is in the show notes, or you can just spell it out pretty easy, Coached by Trip. Trip is with two Ps, however, and if you go to coachedbytrip.com, and you apply, I will reach out to you personally and get on the phone with you personally to see if coaching is a good fit. And I would love to work with you if you feel that this is a big priority in your life. If you feel that you want to take this to the next level, if this is important to you and you really want to get to the expert status, mastery status, we can take you there. All it takes is getting coaching because coaching is something that is is pretty intense, not in the sense where it's where it's hard or bad, but obviously it's it's going to be more thorough than just listening to a podcast, right? We're doing some great work together. So don't hesitate. Go right now, coachedbytrip.com and work with me today. All right, let's go into some questions. Dylan asks, I wonder if this is the same Dylan who, who writes in. We get a lot of questions from Dylan. He says, longtime listener of a podcast here. As the reopening of the world continues and the summer sun comes out from behind the clouds, more women are coming out to the streets, so I took it upon myself to get back to day gaming. The problem is my town that I'm living in at the moment is super tiny, 100,000 people, and the one main central place where the shops and things is a pretty tiny area. I'm concerned I may start to get recognized as the guy who hits on women all the time. Do you have any advice to manage this that is not relocating? Best wishes from Dylan. Best wishes from London, Dylan. Okay, so advice to to not relocate. I mean, I don't know, you know, what do you want me to tell you here? If, if my advice is not relocating, what do you want me to say? I can tell you to get over it, right? But I'll also say this. I can tell you, let's not solve a problem that we don't have yet. I say this all the time to guys who I do coach and they say to me, they say, yeah, Trip, you know, I'm really nervous. Like, what if people see that I'm doing this all the time? Well, I've never heard of that ever happening. I've never heard of anyone getting in trouble for it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, uh, but it's not illegal. So what else are you going to do? I mean, I can tell you, oh, well, then just don't do it, right? But that's not going to help you, is it? So I think the best thing you can do is just go for it. Approach the people you want to approach. And let's worry about a problem that you'll have when you have it. Okay, so that happens. So then you get recognized as the guy who hits on women. Is it better to be the guy who gets recognized as the guy who hits on women and then, or, or the other thing, you don't end up doing it at all. I don't know. So I, I would take that risk, even though it's not that big of a risk. And don't, don't say that, Dylan. Do you have any advice on how to manage this that is not relocating? Now, I'm, I'm not saying you should relocate, but I am saying that, well, if you have a big problem with this and you want to get more approaches in, well, then why don't you go to another place where you can approach? 
Uh, it says best wishes from London, by the way. That's confusing because there's a lot of people in London, even though you said you're living in a super tiny uh, little area. Um, so I'm confused. Are you in London or where are you at? Because London is pretty big. Anywho, wherever you are, why don't you take it upon yourself to drive 30, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour to the next place? I did that when I was living in Hollywood. I lived in a suburb of LA for about a couple of months. And I tell this story quite a bit here on the podcast, but when I was learning how to meet women back in 2008, 2009, when I was really trying to get good at this, and I remember that I would drive 45 minutes an hour out from the suburbs of LA all the way to Santa Monica or Hollywood to get this done. So I don't know why anyone else can't do it. People might say, well, I have work, I have this and that. That's excuses. I had work too. I had a full time, more than a full-time job. I was working, it was like 9 to 7 p.m., 9 to 7 p.m. every single day, and I was still going out and doing it. All I'm saying is don't make excuses, guys. If you really want this, you can find it. You can make it happen. So don't tell me you can't drive somewhere, okay? I know that there's going to be times when some guys live in super rural areas, but then at that point, maybe you need to relocate and what else can you do? Uh, or just get used to the fact that maybe you are the guy who's hitting on people and deal with that problem when it comes. But it's not, like I said, it's not illegal. But really, I would take the time. If this is a priority to you, I would even drive an hour and a half to somewhere on the weekends, maybe not every night, but on the weekends to go and practice your your day game, your approaches, all that stuff. So make it happen, fellas. Don't use excuses, okay? And don't solve a problem that you don't have yet. But thank you for writing. That was a great question. And Dylan, we appreciate you. All right, next is Andrew. He says, hi, Trip. I have a few good dating profile pictures of myself and wanted to add one of myself with friends. What is the best etiquette when using this kind of picture? Blur out everyone's faces except mine, put an arrow pointing to me, or just describe where I am. Should I use a small two to three group of friends or a large four to 10 group? Is it okay if the picture has girls in it so long as I'm not being overly friendly with any of them? Or should I just avoid this kind of picture altogether? I hate when a girl uses this kind of picture and it's not obvious which one she is. Thank you, Andrew. God, Andrew, I'm so glad you asked this question. Really, it is. I, I get this question all the time when I'm doing coaching. Guys, they want to put in a picture of them with their friends. And I get it. I used to do the same thing. You want to show that you're social. Intuitively, it seems like the right thing to do, right? Show you and your friends. You're having a good time. You like to have a good time. Maybe you want to show her that you're social, that you're not shy or outgoing or something like that. But let me tell you, the counterintuitive thing to do, my friend, is we actually just avoid this picture altogether. And you kind of gave a hint as to why. You said a couple of things here. First, you said, you know, all this stuff, right? Do you blur everyone's faces? Do you point an arrow? Like, yeah, it gets kind of annoying, right? It's like, you don't know which one you are. And I don't know, sometimes people look alike and maybe you're a brunette haired guy and you kind of look like your other friend who's also brunette with short hair. And, and then guess what? It's a waste of a picture. So, Let's not waste any pictures. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you this part. When it comes to this whole, well, Trip, don't I want to show me socializing? Don't I want to show her that? You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. It's almost implied. If you're a guy who's showing your best pictures 
and you're not looking creepy and she gets an idea of what you look like because you're putting in high resolution pictures on your online dating profile. And also, by the way, I tell guys you want to put a passion shot in and a passion shot usually is something that is kind of social. I know it may not be overtly social, but you know, if it shows you doing some sort of activity, it shows that you're a normal guy who goes out and socializes, even if it's not a social activity. It can be anything. Like even if you're like parachuting or something, and that's something, I just said parachuting, skydiving. Even if you're skydiving, uh, you know, even that almost shows like you're an outgoing guy. Again, anything that you're passionate about, you can put a picture of. And somehow magically, that just subcommunicates to the girl that you're a guy who's out there in the world doing stuff. And that's all you need. You, you said it here. You hate it when a girl uses this kind of picture. You said it. I said, that's what you said. You said, I hate when a girl uses this kind of picture and it's not obvious which one she is. Yeah, it's annoying. And it's annoying to the women too. The whole idea of a dating profile is not to show how social you are. It's for her to get to know what you look like and then be able to say, okay, I have a clear idea of what this guy looks like, which means then she can swipe right on you or you know, like you on Hinge or whatever it may be, right? Or respond to you on Match, et cetera. And then your profile will basically give that idea that of your personality, right? A lot of guys are trying to show their personality through the pictures. Just show good pictures of yourself and your personality will shine through the bio. And that's all you need. By the way, I do talk about this on my course, Online Domination. I go deeper into this. Uh, you can check that out. It's trip.online-domination.com. And what that is, is the, it's the website where you can go to get online domination which is my whole entire course on meeting women online. And it's incredible how amazing it works. You really uh, should check it out. But yeah, that's the answer there. No group photos, none, zero, no exceptions. Hope that helps, Andrew. All right, here's a really short one from Ryan Brooks. He says, how would you ask, and is it all right to ask if a woman is clean before you have sex? Ryan, great question. Right to the point, I love it. How would you ask, and is it all right to ask if a woman is clean before you have sex? Say, okay, so here's the, here's the STD talk. Here's a little formula for you. I've done full episodes on this before, but I know that not everyone's listening to every single episode, so let's, let's talk about it again. Okay, so here's what you do. If you want to find out if a girl is clean, or by the way, if you have an STD that you want to be sharing with the woman, right? So if you have some sort of STD and you want to let her know what that is, the best way to do this is when you guys are first making out, but you're not getting sexual. You know what I mean? Like you're not in the bed and clothes are coming off, but you kind of have a makeout session. Or maybe it's like one of those times where you kind of make out on the couch and you go back to talking and then you kind of go back to making out and talking. It's like you're not getting sexual per se, but you guys are getting intimate. At that point, it would be a good time around that time or maybe even before the kiss kind of happens when you guys are sitting close. But I wouldn't do this till after you've had a kiss because you don't want to imply that she even wants to get physical with you. So you want to, or I should say, assume that she wants to get physical with you. So one thing that you can do is around this time, you can say, hey, I think we should you know, talk about this because it's the right thing to do. So I want to know do you have any STDs or 
You know, do you want to share any of that in terms of your sexual history? And I know that sounds like, whoa, trip. that's like really direct and forward. But you know what? If you're not direct and forward, then you're kind of just being a baby about it, right? It's like, if you're not being that direct and upfront and forward with her, then what are you doing, right? It's like, what's the, what's the point? You know, don't, you don't need to beat around the bush. Just get right to it. I want to know. Because if you ask like, oh, what's your sexual history? It's kind of like vague. Like, well, what do you mean? Are you asking how many people I slept with? Because that what you're asking, which by the way, you never want to ask a woman ever. And, you know, you want to just, so you just want to be direct. That's it. You just want to say, hey, I think this is a good thing for us to talk about. You know, I know it's kind of uh, forward, but do you have any STDs or is there anything I should know about? And she'll tell you, no, I don't. Or maybe she'll say that she does. And then that's the time where you can share yours if you have it. Or if you're clean, you can share that as well. You kind of brush it off in the sense where you're just saying to her, you know, hey, I know it's kind of lame, but we should talk about it. Just that's the way you're going to do it. And again, it's very important. So make sure that you do have that conversation and that would be the way you do it. Hope that helps. All right, next question comes from Neil. He says, hi, Trip. I'm loving the podcast. I've got a date next week with a woman whom I met through cold approaching on the beach while surfing. I asked her what dates she was available, and she replied 23rd of July. Next question was, how long have we got, and does she have any dietary needs? She replied with a specified restaurant location and time, 4 to 6.40 p.m. It feels like she's gone and leads slash dominated me out from under my own feet. What do you reckon I do to regain the lead? Neil. All right, Neil, this is a great question. So first of all, let's first let's answer the question in the sense where, because I get a lot of questions like this, where it's like, hey, what do I do to fix it? That question comes a lot. You know, what do I do to fix it? Like I messed up. What do I do to fix it? Of course, you may not know that you messed up, but let me help you out here. You did screw up just a little bit. Not that it's the biggest deal. We're getting picky here. It's and I'm sure it's fine, but just you don't need to be asking all these questions like how long do you have and dietary needs. Like these questions are not important. Instead, assume assume that she can do the date and time. Basically assume, and if she's got something that she needs to say like, oh, I only have this much time or I have dietary needs, then she'll say you don't need to kind of get too specific. So what I'm trying to say here is instead of asking her, how long do we have and do you have any dietary needs? Like you almost sound like you're setting up some sort of business event, right? Instead, just say to her like this, right? So you'll just say, okay, cool. Why don't we go to blank, blank spot at around 8 p.m.? That work for you? Question mark. So again, right now I'm trying to answer your question in terms of fixing the problem for the future. I will try to answer your question uh, in terms of how do you continue to not be out-dominated by her. But don't be asking so many questions. Okay. You're not her assistant. Do you have any dietary needs? Right. Again, not trying to make fun of you here, Neil, trying to help you. But what I'm just saying is we don't need to go to that level. We just need to know when she's free. And then you'll say, why don't we go here? 8 PM. Does that work for you? And then if she has dietary needs or whatever she needs to tell you, then she'll tell you that. Okay. By the way, also don't love that there's a timestamp on it. I think it's okay because it's like three hours, 4 p.m. to 6.40 is, is pretty good. Um, 
It's just a weird timing. But either way, I hope it went well. But now you said, what do you reckon I do to regain the lead? It's not something you do to regain the lead. You just always be the guy in the lead. So you're not going to act any differently. I just want you to always be the guy who is in the lead, who is leading the interaction. You're the one who's going to be picking the spot. Of course, you don't need to be so overly assertive that her opinion doesn't count. You're not going to be like, hey, let's go to this place at 8 o'clock. And she's like, oh, I can only do 7.30. And you go, no, we're doing 8 o'clock. Right? Now you're just coming off like a dick. So all I'm saying is make sure you're always in the lead. And as soon as she starts to kind of come at that with, oh, no, I want to do this. I want to do this. Well, then you can go ahead and maneuver whatever situation to make sure that she's also accommodated. But just always be the guy in the lead. I also wouldn't overthink it too much, right? As long as you're doing the following things, you're going to be fine. Pick the spot, pick the time, go for the kiss, be the one to continuously ask her out and move the interaction forward. That's basically leading. That's it. That's all you need to do, right? Anything else, and then you're, you're with an alpha female, and then I might be asking you, is that someone you actually want to be with? Do you want to be with a woman who's overly alpha, who you have to fight with to get alpha status? That sounds kind of annoying to me. I don't know if I'd want to be with a woman like that. I might want to be with a woman who's a little bit more submissive in that sense, who's a little bit more go with the flow. To me, that's a little bit more attractive because that seems a little bit more feminine. I don't know how you feel. What's funny is a lot of feminists would completely come down on me for saying that and saying, no, no, that's just the patriarchy and that's just the man keeping the woman down. And no, it's not. These are just very uh, normal types of qualities of the masculine and the feminine, of course. Any man can have feminine qualities and any woman can have masculine qualities. And it's not uh, about who's better or who's worse or um, who should be kept down and who should be brought up. It's, it's just about what is attraction. And attraction is masculine being attracted to feminine and vice versa. So, all right, there we go. Let's do another question here. Hey, Trip. I'd like to start by saying hello and that I greatly enjoy listening to your podcasts. Even if there's the odd one that doesn't apply to myself, I feel like there's always something to take away or a different perspective to ponder about. So thank you for the advice and widened eyes. You're very welcome, Aiden. He goes on to say, one thing that I am curious about, what someone should do when it comes to finding a woman when they live in a rural location. I live about six hours from the nearest town. I'm not a huge fan of texting and social media and would rather live in the moment with a girl. This makes it challenging as I haven't had any interactions in my past and feel like I'm missing out on things in life as I approach 20 with very slim options to go from. Any thoughts on what I could do? Thanks in advance. And if you can't answer this one, no worries. I look forward to hearing more of your podcast. Have a great week, Aiden. Aiden, great question. And I'm glad that you asked it in such a timely manner because we just had a question that was just about that, right? Living in a town... That's 100,000 people or, you know, living in a small town that's tough to meet women. And I wish I had a magic answer for you, and I don't. It's kind of the almost tough love, like this is what we got to do answer. But, you know, if you live six hours from the nearest town, you're not in an ideal place to be dating. So I'll say this again. If you're in a town that is very small and very far away from other very populated towns, you're not in an ideal spot for dating. Dating means meeting a lot of women, getting a lot of leads, going on a lot of dates. 
And I don't blame you for not being a huge fan of texting and social media. I get it. And it is better to live in the moment with a girl because the connection is so much stronger when you're together. So I have to say, you got to work on moving. And this is going to be more tough love for you. But if some guys say, well, I can't move. My job is here. I just can't move. Then I don't know what to tell you. Dating is going to be hard for you. That's all, that's all you can say. Dating is just going to be hard for you. So you have to figure out what's a priority. If dating is a priority for you, then, and you want to find someone and you want to have fun in your 20s or you want to get married one day and you want to have a lot of options and not settle, then you're going to have to figure out a new job or something new you can do to make money so you can live in somewhere that has a higher population. It's kind of the obvious Captain Obvious answer here, but that's just the reality. So you got to think, what's a priority to you? If dating is not a priority to you and your work is and you just want to make a lot of money and just deal with that for now and maybe move later, okay, then that's, then that's fine. Do whatever you want. But if you're telling me that you want to meet women and it's hard in a rural town, which I get that it is, and it definitely is hard to do it in a rural town, and especially when the nearest city is six hours away, then I'd rethink your living situation and think about what you can do to create a new living situation, even if that is hard. Again, I know a lot of guys go, well, that's hard, Trip. Well, life is hard. I don't know what to tell you. Life is hard. I mean, I remember when I had to go to LA and LA is a great place to meet lots of women, but I also was working in the entertainment industry where they treat their employees like slaves and are very bad to them. The working conditions are, are very mentally horrible and you get paid nothing all because the competition's so high and someone next to you wants to be working in the entertainment industry and will do it for a dollar less than you. So I had to do that and I had to uh, make no money for a very long time working in an industry, but that's what I had to do because that's what I wanted and that was a priority. I got lucky because I was doing it in a city where there was lots of women. Turns out I never even ended up continuing with the entertainment industry. So it all kind of worked out, but Sometimes there's a give and take. Sometimes you're going to, you know, and, and I had to give up the idea of, of having any kind of money whatsoever to do anything with. And that was very challenging for me in my early 20s. So just trying to give you another, another view, another perspective of kind of what this all looks like. What does it all look like to be doing something that maybe you don't want to do, but you do it anyways because it's something that's important to you? Again, I know I kind of gave the, the, Example of a priority being my job, but that was the that, that was the case. So what is important to you and what do you want to do about it? That is the lesson from this question. Guys, thank you so much for emailing in. You might have a question too. We're pretty much caught up here. So email me, trip at tripadvice.com, and you can put in the subject line podcast question, and then I will answer your question here on the podcast. And I'm here to help you. Let's get you the help that you need. And if you need more help beyond the podcast, go to coachedbytrip.com where you and I can work together and I can help you specifically on your issues, okay? Your specific issues, which means that we can get you help faster. That's what coaching is all about, okay? Coachedbytrip.com, that's where you go to apply and I'd love the chance to work with you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for tuning in and downloading. You guys rock. You keep the podcast going. I'll talk to you on the next one.